So if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you're launching things all the time, regardless. You're going to be launching, whether it's your business, your product, your new service, how you turn around your service, whatever changes. And that's basically just letting people aware that, hey, you are getting ready to do whatever it is you're about to do or sell whatever it is you're about to sell. So with launching... I also hear a lot of times called campaigns, especially with coaches. So they're kind of interchangeable in the words, but if you have several different campaigns, if you have a holiday campaign, spring campaign, whatever, in essence, you're focusing that timetable on that specific product or that service or whatever the case may be that you're trying to drive people to. Welcome to Two VAs and a Mic, your guide to making money and serving your community. And our podcast will help you learn about the journey of monetizing your skills and providing your services professionally, all from the comfort of your home. We also will talk to our business owners, authors, writers, CEOs, and solopreneurs who may use or benefit from using a VA in their business. Boil all that down to two VAs and a mic, and then mix them together with two different perspectives, flared with expertise. What do you get? Shantae Harris, founder of Shantae VA, LLC. And Lovely Brooks, founder of Lovely Occasions and Etc. LLC. We're talking about, are you ready for your launch? Let's talk. Hosted by the Virtual Assistance Alliance Club. I am actually a certified launch manager. So one of the things that this topic came about because I actually had a question over the weekend, or I should say in my emails, talking about launching and asking to do some, you know, give some specific tips and and so forth and so forth. So today I said, hmm, that might be a good topic to talk about, especially with the holidays coming up, with everything going on. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about launching. The first thing I want to ask, and I think I'm going to ask Jennifer, do you know what a launch manager is? Um, not exactly, but let me tell you how you was in my business last night because <laughs> I need this right now and I will fill you in later. But um I just know that as far as I know is you help somebody launch either a product or a service for their business and I don't know, that might look like probably back end stuff, front end stuff, just supporting them. And whatever that looks like, because I assume everybody's launch is different, right? And being flexible, primarily. That's all I got. Please. Absolutely. I think you were pretty much right on target there. So if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you're launching things all the time, regardless. You're going to be launching, whether it's your business, your product, your new service, how you turn around your service, whatever changes. And that's basically just letting people aware that, hey, you are getting ready to do whatever it is you're about to do or sell whatever it is you're about to sell. So with launching, 
I also hear a lot of times called campaigns, especially with coaches. So they're kind of interchangeable in the words, but if you have several different campaigns, if you have a holiday campaign, spring campaign, whatever, in essence, you're focusing that timetable on that specific product or that service or whatever the case may be that you're trying to drive people to. So I wanted to get that clear. One of the differences between a launch manager, I get this too, and an online business manager is basically the niche. So in launch management, you are specifically looking at the project management of a particular launch. That's all it is. So online business management, you could be looking at the whole scope of the business under the directive of the CEO or the business owner. However, with launch management, you're not looking at the whole business per se. You're looking at that particular campaign or launch or that particular time that maybe you're trying to put a new course out there or you're trying to put out a new product. So it's specific to a project. And I find that they're almost closer to a project manager because when I think of one of the quickest ways I can kind of explain the difference between online business manager and project manager, if you are having this person deal with all the moving pieces of a specific project, then I think project manager. So that's going to be everything from the budget for that specific project, the people who have to do the different parts. Then I think project manager, that's kind of the easiest fundamental way for me to explain it. Online business manager, you're looking at all of the different parts of the business and you may have your hand a little bit in all of it, trying to keep all of the moving pieces together. So that may even include the financials part of the whole business as a whole versus just a project. Now, if you choose to get a launch manager, they're going to be working with you on that specific project or campaign. So I do feel like a launch manager is very similar to a project manager. They just specialize in launching things. So One of the things in my certification that I feel like really stood out is I learned a lot of the metrics of launching a business, not a business, but your product or your service or whatever it is that you're really wanting to launch. And for me, that kind of stood out from just being a project manager, because if you're just a project manager, that may not be something you specifically know. So basically, it's a niche in project management. So I do get that question a lot. I will say when it goes to if you wanted to get services from a launch manager, one of the basic things they're going to ask you about first, because we know everybody wants to have that very successful launch. They want to have a lot of people that, you know, is either buying their product, using their service or whatever the case may be. And one of the first indicators that they will look at, or a lot of them will look at, is your audience. So your email list is very important. They're going to look at that, ask you about how many people do you already have on your email list? 
they may ask you how consistently you nurture your email list, how consistently you don't. So one of the things that I'm probably going to end up talking about a lot is really your audience. Now, you can definitely build your email list before you launch. And depending on what your goal is for your result, that probably would be something that's always recommended anyway, but even more so if your email list is not exactly where you want it to be. You can have tons of people on your email list, and then the open rate is only 20%. That's the industry standard. If you were to go out there and you have 100 people on your email list, you sent the email to all 100 people to tell them, hey, I'm getting ready to launch XYZ, and I really want you to come join, only about 20%, so 20 people, will even open the email. So that's not they've necessarily read it. I think we've all had emails in our email box that we open up the email and then we don't necessarily read it. We don't necessarily go through it. So that's something to take into account. Once you open the email, the click-through rate, so you have a call to action, click on this to join my masterclass, the industry standard is only 2%. So that's 2% of the 20% that open the email. So if you are following me, and I'm not the best at math, even though that's pretty simple, you can go from 100 people to just a very few people, not even a handful, very quickly. Very, very quickly. So that's why it's so important that whatever you're doing and you always have lead magnets you're always having a way to generate and definitely automate as soon as possible to build your email list and i will even say personally that is something that i know that i learned backwards (laughs) i got comfortable and got my clients and got settled first before I ever worried about an email list. But I will tell you this, you can have the best services, you can have the best product, but if you don't have an audience, you do not have anyone to present those items to. Now, granted, yes, that's where it goes into going to networking, reach out, but you want to always be building your email list anytime. And then that way, when you're ready to launch whatever it is, you have a better opportunity to make that a more successful launch than you do if you you don't have your email list or you've been neglecting your email list. So that's one of the factors that as a launch manager, we kind of look at to get an estimation of how your launch may or may not do. Now, one of the other things that I find is timetable. If you wake up one morning and you decide, hey, I want to, I don't know, launch this book in two weeks. That's going to affect your launch. We always try to do at least an eight-week That way you're giving yourself time to promote your launch, which you can promote it in two weeks. 
you can get your lives together make sure you're letting your audience know when you're going to do lives make sure you're putting that buzz in their ear it takes people several times to see the same message before they act on it and while this is not a quote i believe it's seven times i think that was the last thing that i had seen so it's about seven times that someone has to see the exact same message before they act on it even if they've seen it and they're thinking about it so you want to be promoting you want to have lives you want to make sure you're getting your visibility out there and you want to leave at the very minimum two weeks just for that just so you can constantly get that message out there hey if you are one to do master classes this is where you want to start inviting people to your master class you want to start building up a whole new audience getting more leads having those lead magnets ready for a minimum of that whole two weeks but there's more that goes into a launch than just promoting it then you have the back end of it right this would be another question that I personally would ask. Do you have a team or don't you have a team? Because then you're talking about we need graphics, we have timelines where we got to switch all the messaging. If you're using your social media from promoting to, hey, the cart is open, you can now go in and purchase to right before the cart is about to close, is closing to the cart is now closed. So during all that time, you have all these messaging that needs to be switched, that needs to be changed. You should be scheduling some lives during that time period where your cart is actually open and you're still accepting people to sign up or to actually buy. So you wanna have that scheduled out. You may actually need someone to help you set up your lives, depending if you wanna do different streams. I mean, you can do it yourself, but there is more that goes into, or it than just simply, hey, I wanna launch it, and you've said your message one or two times. And then you have the post work of a launch. So we actually include that in the eight weeks as well. And that's where we go back and we're going to look at all your metrics. We're going to look at your email rate. We're going to look at your click-through rate. If you had a live, how many did you convert from the actual live event? There are metrics on that. So you may have 25 to 30% of your list or who you sent out show up to the event that you actually have created. And I do suggest that you always have several events of live of some sort, rather they're master classes, have your, you know, your lives on your social medias to invite people to them. So of that 25 to 30% that show up, only about five to 8% will actually convert to a paying client. So, again we're going down that whole trickle effect so what you really want to do is you want to have a really massive email list you want to and i just say that to kind of feel exaggerate now you do not there are people that can have successful launches because one that's going to be different and people want different results depending on what you're doing 
But that is going to be one of the key indicators that someone who doesn't know your products, if you were just to come to me as a launch manager to be like, hey, I'm going to say, what's your, your email list? We may want to dedicate some time before that eight weeks just to work on building your email list because it trickles down so much. Now, of that whole conversion rate on your list, one to two percent actually will convert to buy whatever your product is, your course is, or whatever it is you are actually launching. So that's part of the reason why you really want to fluff up at the very beginning and just constantly talk about whatever it is that you're launching. We do have actual you know, a timeline where it's set up with your different team members, like your graphic designers, your copywriters, who's going to write the copy when the messages need to change. Your tech, if you have a tech VA, the tech VA would be the one that actually helps you connect all the different softwares and systems that you're needing to have so the person can flow from the actual freebie all the way to the event, then to the event to, you know, the next part of what we would call your funnel, which is pretty much like a workflow of how you get a person from point A to point B. So I'm going to stop there because I feel like I set a whole bunch right there. (laughs) And just kind of get some back in on any questions, any thoughts, make sure you guys are one following me. I have a question. Now, if I were, if I had a freebie and I got a lot of attention on it and then it is because I've gotten a lot of attention on it. And I know that for me, that would mean that people are interested in that. Right? So if I wanted to launch a product or a course, Besides the email number, right, of click open rates, how would I prepare myself to get ready to launch? I hope that came out right. Well, I think, one, you will want to have a goal. And then basing it off of your email list, you may want to do different variations of that same freebie so you can bring in some more leads. And then you also want to have it actually timeline. Like you want to have week one. This is what I need to do. Because it is best. I think the launches work the best when you have all the copy for all the different stages of the messaging already written out. If you're going to have follow-up emails to that, that you also have all that set up. And basically having all the pre-work done especially if it's not something that you have to launch like right away, that's going to make your launch so much smoother. So have all the copy done, have your graphics done, and then have your checklist actually completed. And then start thinking about when you want to do your lives. Have your two weeks at minimum done for your promo. What are you going to do during then? Start having your graphics done for the social media that you're going to actually start promoting on. So basically your checklist 
Got you. Now, in that two-week span, would it be a good idea to put out a wait list to get people familiar with what you are getting ready to present? Or would it be better to do it prior to those two weeks for the anticipation, I guess? Or do you not lead a wait list at all? Well, depending on what your product is, and even the pricing point, I love wait list. Wait list and applications. People like, <laughs> I hope I say this word right. It's a simple word, but exclusivity. There you go. I got to talk slow and think slower. <laughs> yes, but they do like that. But not only that, but it helps you vet out your leads. So. If your pricing point is a nice premium pricing point, you may want to have a question on there about, you know, do they have employment at this time? Do they make a certain amount? I mean, I think we've all seen that. If you don't want to ask it like that, there's still other questions that you can kind of, you know, get an idea of who's coming in. If you want someone who's going to take it really seriously, your course then you may want to let them know up front, this is going to be an hour a week commitment or an hour and a half week commitment. Do you have that? So it's a great way for you to start vetting out your people. I think wait lists are good. The only thing about wait lists, I would just be careful. You don't want to leave them cold too long. You know, at that point that they signed up for your wait list, they're excited, they're interested. So you want to make sure that you're still conversating with them while they're sitting there or something's going on. Because if there's too much time, then by the time it comes out, there may be some that's still interested, but they've kind of gotten a little cold, if that makes sense. It does. That was actually going to be my next question, if you should, on the wait list automate a nurturing sequence. I think I've experienced it a few times and then there was other times that there there was, like you stated, no communication, which I can understand, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're just starting out and you're, you're just trying to get that anticipation from your subscribers or followers, however, would it be a good practice to have a nurturing sequence to go along with it? She has a call, so anyone, you know, can hit me in the chats or raise your hand, come up on stage. If you feel that we should have a nurturing sequence when you have a wait list or not. There she goes. Okay, I don't know. Everybody seems to be hitting me up here. Hi, Charles. Charles always has good tips, so I'm going to take this call real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to, I mean, as far as I think waitlist can be a powerful tool if utilized correctly, you know, I put in the chat, which I know you saw Shantae, but you know, waitlist can create FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. A lot of times people perceive it, you know, even if you have a product that is new that you don't necessarily write off the rip have a lot of immediate interest in creating a waitlist environment can make it be perceived as it is a high demand item or service. So waitlists are, are great for that. 
As far as what to do once you have them on your wait list, you definitely have to have a timeline in place. You can't just have a wait list for an undisclosed, you know, at some point in the future, we're going to do this. Okay, well, is that going to be a week, two weeks, two months, two years? You have to have some kind of timeline because on the back side of that, you do want to keep your audience warm on that wait list. You want to keep that excitement. So I would definitely come up with, you know, several emails, depending on how long you're going to keep them in this wait list. And the reason what I do with my clients is if they are running a wait list, we have a set date of the release. And then once they enter that wait list, we're basically sending them emails and text messages leading up to that release date. So, you know, every, depending on how long the wait is, will depend on the cadence of the emails, but at least once a week, we're sending out an email and a text message, letting them know little things about the program to keep them excited. These are usually, you know, bullet points with value propositions either emotional or tangible value propositions. And, you know, emotional can be how it's going to make you feel once you get into the course, how it's going to make you feel when your business is more successful or you have the service or product when it's finally released. So being able to stay up on them is keep them excited, keep them engaged as they're waiting for this to come out. Because then, you know, especially if you're doing a course, what you'll find most of the time is if you're not staying in touch with your audience during a wait list, you will find that your course participation, even though you had people sign up, maybe they paid up front at a you know discounted rate to be on the wait list. You'll find your engagement overall through the course and the completion rate will be significantly lower because they're no longer excited. People hate waiting. They want immediate. They want it right now. People are impatient as all get out. So in order to combat that, you have to stay in front of them with regular communication, letting them know what's going on. So I tell people, you know, think of a wait list just like an event. If you were going to hold a physical event or a virtual event, you would have a date in mind of the actual event. And then you would have people start signing up beforehand. A wait list is no different. You need to have that release date in mind before you create the wait list. And give yourself enough time. If it's a digital product that you haven't created yet, make sure that you're giving yourself time to actually create and deliver on that product by that date. But definitely stay in front of your audience through email and texting. And I think you'll find that your overall sell-through will be higher. Your participation after the sell-through will be higher. And the other thing it's good for is you have people that are signing up for this. And if you're new to email marketing, it can be a really good way to warm up your email. Because usually the list isn't going to be huge. And people are looking, they are actively looking for these emails to open them to see what's coming which will help you warm up your email address so that when you do cold email outreach and you're, you know, retargeting people and, you know, using bigger lists, 
It'll make your email delivery that much better and ultimately your open rate better. I know that was a lot, but that's my thoughts. It's okay. It was great information. And I hope that everyone, you know, grabs some of those nuggets and gems that he dropped. Okay. Thank you. Yes, that is good information. So yeah, when we're thinking about launching, there are different components to it. So if you are a solopreneur, that does not mean that you can't launch, but I probably would give myself just a little bit more time to run through all the different moving parts. And if you're not quite sure what that may be, by all means, go ahead and, you know, just back channel me to see, you know, what are maybe some different steps that I would do for launching. Thank you for listening to Two VAs and a Mic. I'm Shante Harris. And I'm Lovely Brooks. Until next time. Until next time. Peace.